we want to welcome all those by way of elders this, this morning. We, amidst the cold, we know that there's a lot of upon our telecast, and that's the only means of worship they, they have. It's an opportunity to worship their, their neighbor to get out and, and, and they look forward to a sense of continuity and attachment to worship. And we provide that means of communication between the pulpit and the pew. We may be small in numbers, but we're great in quality. And we trust that through YouTube and Facebook and television and radio that we bring in a sense of peace and tranquility in your life amidst the chaos and, and the, the troublous times that we, we live in. So at this time, we're going to be opening with a favorite of, of many of you. It's a number that we, we ask God to bless us as we come into this year of 2022. Oh, come, all you faithful. Red hymnals number 103, page 103, verses 1, 3, and 4.
myself when I have guest uh, preachers and in the congregation, I'll periodically call on them if they would like to share a word or to begin in a word of prayer. And we're blessed to um, have um, Tom Iverson, who just loves to share his musical abilities, and he has a couple numbers he can share during the moments of the, the laity. So let's have a word of prayer before we go to Father, we just want to thank you as we look into this new year, um, full of bright challenges and privileges. I'm just so grateful for this church and the faithful people, and we, we thank you, Father, for the challenges that have been met this past year, and how you've blessed and kept us and encouraged us in the midst of loss, despair, discouragement. You always turned our eyes again unto you, Lord author and perfecter and finisher of our faith. I thank you for Tom Iverson who we rekindled our relationship after nearly 50 years being um, on the same floor and in college and, and his talent was so much brighter and older than many of us and beyond his years abilities and interests. We thank you for his, his family and his Christianity as he worships and, and we pray for others Lord that we may make contact with this coming year we, we haven't seen in many years may we seek out people to thank them one of the most glorious occasions I've experienced is getting in touch with elementary or secondary or high school teachers or college profs and thanking them for their encouragement and their mentoring and they're becoming fewer and fewer as I get older and older. The, the talent and the grace that they brought to our lives, the Sunday school teachers and the ministers and those who performed our weddings, marriages and baptisms and confirmations. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of, of our own personal longevity. And as we look into this bright, shiny year 2022, we want to give you all the glory and honor and power and the praise for your majesty and your greatness. As we sing it, as we pray, and as we hear the word being given, we ask your blessing today, Lord, on those who are joining us by way of television and radio, on Facebook, and other means of communication. We pray that you bless the numbers that, that Mike would have shared with us today as Mike and Tina are recuperating and recovering. Mike will coming back with us in a few weeks, and if anybody has any uh, moments related to we pray, Father, that this is a good time to, to share gratification and gratefulness of the past year and approaching New Year. We're so careful, Lord, as we turn to Scripture, Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 24, that you would open Luke 2, 21 through 24 to our eyes. Help us to see and to hear you speaking to us. Before we turn to scripture, Lord, this morning we are mindful of the many blessings that you've given us. We want to thank you for those and as we encounter a new year. As you taught us to pray, sing together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This time, Tom, you come, and if you could uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about, about your life and what you're going to be sharing with us today.
Let's turn, if you have your Bibles, we encourage you always to have your Bibles along and follow along. Our scripture reading for today is Luke chapter 2, verses 21 to 24, which is a, a lectionary. It's, there's about eight days that have transpired, eight days that have transpired after the birth of Christ. And you find in Luke 2, chapter 21 through 24, where Jesus is uh, being named, he's named, and that's uh, sometimes a custom that's done before time and uh, during time, and I, I've noticed that young couples nowadays, they're, they're having children and they're, they're struggling with a, a number of names that they're going to give a child, but this child was, was certainly named for a certain reason. Jesus is named according to Luke chapter 2, verses 21 and following. After eight days had passed, it was time for, to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And then they move into the temple area. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present Jesus to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered Jesus, and they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. God has blessings to his word today. The first point um, which demands our attention in this passage is the obedience. The obedience of Joseph and Mary, the obedience of Christ, your obedience, my obedience, some eight days into the future of Christmas and in the future of this new year. 2022, the birthday of Christ, Antioch, Dominio, Revelation, the Son of God of the world. It's the obedience which our Lord rendered, and on the back of your bulletins, that's your first fill-in word, uh, rendered. What are you rendering to the Lord for 2021 and for 2022? Obedience which our Lord rendered as an infant. The Jewish law. He is obedient unto the law. He came not to do away with the law and the prophets, but to fulfill the law. And we read of Jesus being circumcised on the eighth day. Probably pretty fortunate, don't you think? Um, Ed and Tom and Chris, circumcision happens at an early time. We read of his being circumcised on the eighth day. It's the earliest fact which is recorded in Jesus' history. It's a mere a waste of time to speculate, as some have done, about the reason why our Lord submitted to circumcision. We know that, according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 5, that in Jesus there was no sin, there was no sin, either original or actual, in the context of circumcision in the Old Testament was to 
being separated. But now we found that it's a kind of purification. His being circumcised was not meant in the least as an acknowledgement that there was any tendency for corruption in his heart. It was not a confession of inclination to, to evil and a, a need of grace to mortify the deeds of his body, which was looked upon as the Jews. All this should be carefully borne in mind, in our minds. But let it suffice us to remember that our Lord's circumcision was a, was a public testimony. Like Tom gave his public testimony of Clarus and all of us and the tasks that we do in worship and for Christ. Tasks that we render for the Lord to give God glory as a public testimony to Israel and to the world. That according to the flesh, Jesus, according to the flesh, he was a Jew, made of a Jewish woman and made under the law according to Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. With it, Jesus would have fulfilled all the law's requirements of the past and to fall into that eight-day requirement to be a true Jew, to be an obedient Jew. And without it, it could not have been, he could not have been recognized as a son of David and the progeny of the past and the future and the seed of Abraham. It was so necessary. And let us remember furthermore that circumcision was absolutely necessary before our Lord could be heard as a teacher. Just as you and I may at some point have to give our little orders of our COVID vaccination. I carry a, a card that allows me to carry a gun permit. We carry our license to drive. Well, they need to produce the acknowledgement that they've been circumcised. And without it, he would have had no place in a lawful Jewish assembly, or especially as a teacher, and no right to any Jewish ordinance. And without circumcision, he would have been regarded by all Jews as nothing, nothing better than an uncircumcised Gentile and an apostate an apostate from the faith of the fathers. This passage of scripture is oftentimes never dealt with. It's overlooked. But it's crit critical when we understand that, that our Lord's submission to an ordinance which he did not need for himself be, be a lesson to you and I as our daily, daily, daily life. Let you and I endure much for 2022, endure much, rather than increase the offense of the gospel or hinder in any way the cause, the cause of God. The words of St. Paul deserve frequent pondering. Paul says, though I free, if I am free from all, yet have I made myself a servant unto all that I may gain more, and unto the Jews I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jew, and to them that are under the law as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To 
persuade those for our testimony of Christ. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 32, he said, I am made all things to all that I might by all means save some. He didn't want to be a stumbling block to anyone. The person who wrote these words walked very closely in the footsteps of his crucified master. The second point which demands our attention in this passage is, is the name. The very name which our Lord was called by God's special command. It's been nearly 42 years ago that I led a group to Israel and I was surprised at all the people I ran into that their first name was Jesus. Very common name in Israel. The name by which our Lord was called by a special command was Jesus. His name was called Jesus, which was so named by the angel before he was conceived. Before he was conceived in the womb. Now the word Jesus simply meant Savior. Savior. It's the same word as Joshua. Joshua in the Old Testament. Very striking and instructive is the selection of his name. The Son of God came down from heaven to be not only the Savior, but the King, the lawgiver, the, the prophet, the priest, the judge of, of all fallen individuals that admit they've fallen. And they admit him into their hearts and their lives. He selects a, a name which speaks of mercy, a, a name which reflects grace and, and help and, and deliverance for a lost world. It is as a deliverer and a redeemer that, that he desires principally to be in our hearts and in our lives and to be known to the world. But you and I often ask ourselves what our own hearts know. What do we know of the Son of God? Is Jesus, is he our Jesus? Is he our Savior? This is a question on which our salvation turns. Quite frequently when I see crosses being worn around necks or his lapel pins, I'll, I'll say, um, are you a Christian? And it's interesting the answers you get. They, they say, oh, I think I am, or I feel I am, or I hope I am. And I'll come back with a comment, well, what would we have to do to make sure that you could say, I know I am? shouldn't be, I think, I feel, I, I hope, but it should be, I know. When it comes to marriage, I, I don't say, I think I'm married, or I hope I'm married, or I feel I'm married, but I know I'm married. Or when it comes to the fact that whether I'm a father, I don't think I'm a father, or feel I'm a father, or hope I'm a father, I know I'm a father. How about you? Do you know you are a Christian? We are told that had he chosen any of these titles, he would only have chosen that which was his own. His own, but he passed by them all. He, he selects a name which speaks of mercy, a name which speaks of grace and help and deliverance for a lost world. 
It is a deliverer and a redeemer that he desires principally to be known as. And let us often ask ourselves what our own hearts know of this Son of God. Is he, is Jesus our Savior? This is a question on which our salvation turns. Let us not be content to know Christ as one who wrought only mighty miracles and spake as never another person spake, or to know him as one who is very God and will one day judge the world. Let us see that we know Jesus experientially, experientially in our lives. During our Sunday school class this morning, Ira uh, did not show up, so I put a video in a famous professor, Prof. Talbot Seminary out of California, was talking about lightness, walking in the new year in lightness or darkness, walking with Jesus or just walking with the ways of the world, Walk, walking with woke. culture dictates dictates or demands or that form or being conformed not by this world but by by the will of God as one who is very God and will one day judge the world let us see that we know him experientially as our deliverer from the guilt and power of sin and our redeemer from Satan's bondage we examine various counterfeits gifts that people are granted in this life. Counterfeit gifts that are similar to the gifts of God. But what gifts and fruits do we truly use for the kingdom of God for eternity? And let us strive to be able to say, this is my friend. This is my friend. I, I was dead and he gave me life. I was prisoner and he set me free precious indeed is the name of Jesus to all true believers according to the Bible it's an ointment poureth forth upon us he restores them when conscience troubles us are you troubled by your conscience it comforts us when we are cast down it, it soothes the pillow in sickness and the maker of my pillows is it's Jesus. It's Jesus that he puts into the pillow. He prays all those pillows that are being utilized are utilized for, for Jesus and rest and comfort in Jesus' name. It supports them in the hour of death according to the writer of Proverbs in Proverbs 38 verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it, and they're safe. And the last point, this first Sunday of the New Year, this last point, which demands our attention in this passage, is, that, is the poor. The poor in the humble condition of our Lord's mother, the Lord's mother, the Virgin Mary. This is a fact. This is a fact which at first Sight may not stand out clearly in the form of these verses, but a reference to the 12th chapter of Leviticus will at once, at once point make it very plain. There we should see that the offering which Mary, Mary made 
was specially appointed to be made by poor people. According to Leviticus chapter 12, verse 6, if she be not able to bring a lamb, then she should bring two turtles or two young pigeons. In short, her, her offering was a, was a public declaration that, that she was poor. She did not have much of, of earthly goods. Poverty is manifest with our Lord's portion upon earth from the days of his earliest, earliest infancy. Jesus was nursed. Jesus was tended as a babe by a poor woman. Jesus passed the first 30 years of his life on earth and under the roof of a poor, poor woman. And a poor man, we, we need not doubt that Jesus ate a poor person's food and wore a poor person's apparel and, and worked a poor, poor person's work and, and shared in all a poor man's troubles. Such condescension is truly marvelous. Such an example of humility passes our own comprehension and understanding. Facts like these ought often to be laid to heart by, by poor people. Father, this morning as we bow in prayer and those by way of television, the radio, and YouTube, and other means of communication, they would help to silence murmuring and complaining and go far to reconcile to their hard lot. That the simple fact that Jesus was born of a poor couple and lived on lived all his life on earth among the poor ought to silence the common argument that religion is not for the poor. Above all, it ought to encourage every, every individual believer in all their approaches to the throne of grace in prayer. And let one remember in all one's prayers that the mighty mediator in heaven is accustomed to poverty and knows by experience the heart of a poor person. And what would it be for the world of working men and women if they could only see that Christ is a poor, poor person's friend? And Father, with every head bowed and every eye closed, as we make a sincere commitment of not only our mental and our heart, our head, our heart, our legs for Christ, may we repeat this prayer, dear Jesus. I thank you for being loving and caring of me. Forgive my sins, O oh Lord. Come into my heart and life. Be my Savior. Be my provider. My caregiver. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we turn to our offertory prayer, ushers come forward this morning have any gifts um, that you'd like to give to the Lord this coming year let us turn to our offertory prayer and pray this prayer together and turn to the offertory hymn as the ushers circulate the place God of this day and all days we can only imagine the darkness of the world into which you sent your son a world that believed that salvation rested on our ability to follow the rules. Jesus came to bring light into that darkness and
do with our darkness. As we bring our tithes and offerings to you this day, transform them into light for the hungry, for the hopeless, for the forgotten, and the oppressed. We will share his light in us. In Christ we pray. Amen. As the ushers come forward, let us turn to our offering him heart the herald angels sing. Read the note number 106.
still feeling the, the power and the, the light and the, the Christmas glow. Our hearts are filled with the sounds and smells and memories of the joy and the hope and the love and the stable and the baby in the manger. And we read about the day-old day Jesus going, being circumcised. We read about the 12-year-old Jesus being left behind. We, we sometimes wish we didn't have to head back into the world. As we make our last gifts of the previous year, our first gifts of the coming year to you, Lord, help us see the mission you put before us. Bethlehem is just the beginning of our work. We pray in the holy name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. I believe um, we have a, a trustees meeting immediately following our Zoom Bible study. Is that correct, Gary? Yeah. Trustees meeting this coming Wednesday, and you're all invited to the trustees meeting. Any other announcements? Again, um, we are very grateful for Tom coming here. And um, Tom, now you're off to go to which church is it? See if you could do that, and we could we could have refreshments, and you could be. Oh well, and anyone would be invited that that would. Um, right. Now, was it the celloist coming too? Yes, he wasn't able to come for the service, but he's planning to be here at eleven. Okay. Okay. Any other announcements or questions? we could have controlled the weather and like 60 above rather than nearly 60 below the windshield. <coughs> Any other questions or concerns? Do we have the, the cupcakes on the or 